Well, welcome, 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 rugby league fans around the world. So good to have you joining us here on Rugby League in America. I'm your host, Dustin. Hope things are going well for you guys. Whenever you're listening, wherever you're listening from, this episode is going to be a little brief. Not, not as long as the last episode that Lance and I had or any of the interviews that we typically do. Um, what I've decided to do on this episode, given that we're coming up on the 4th of July weekend here in the U.S., Canada Day, up in Canada this coming weekend, thought I'd just jump on here for a little bit, give you guys a quick rundown of all the news, well, not all the news, but most of the news going on around the Americas as far as rugby league goes, and then you know, take a couple questions. I posted on social media the other day. I said, Hey, you guys want to drop me a question? I'll do my best to answer it. And we'll go from there. No holds barred. Just going to go with it. Just like carbs does with an ask carbs, by the way, carbs is doing okay. He's just busy with work right now. And I think uh, he's hoping that I continue to put out content and Lance and I continue to put out content. And so um, carbs, if you're listening, which I know you are, um, I think you can come back now. I think it's good. And then we'll, we can talk about some stuff. Uh, we can't talk about the NRL to the U S cause that's just not happening yet. So, um, or at least it's not announced yet. I do have some inside knowledge on that, that I can't technically drop yet, but I want to two weeks from now, hopefully, uh, we'll see. So let's jump right into it. Big news up in Canada. Obviously this weekend is pretty exciting. Um, we've got the First ever Masters Rugby League Festival up in Canada this weekend, uh, coming in uh, on the 2nd of July. Uh, so that'll be Sunday for those of you. Uh, I think it's Sunday. I'm not looking at my calendar right now. Uh, yeah, it is Sunday. Well, yeah. Uh, so Sunday, July 2nd. So pretty exciting. It's their first ever festival that's being held in Canada for the Canada Grizzlies. You're going to feature teams, obviously, you have the Canadian Grizzlies. You've got Australia Masters, Wales Masters, and England Masters team. So that's pretty fun. Um, Round robin tournament up there. And, of course, day after Canada Day, um, I'm wondering how many of those Canadians will actually be sober enough to play. Or maybe they're going to drink so that they can kind of forget about all the pain that they're going to have. Since Masters is 35 and older, we all know how we'll feel. As this, uh, For those of us that are 35 and older, playing rugby uh, is, is never easy and or fun sometimes. <laughs> also big news in Canada, we have the Canadian National Championship for the women, which is being held in Edmonton. And, obvi- and obviously that's going to be a pretty exciting time since there are three teams in Canada that play a round-robin tournament. You've got the Ontario Ospreys, you've got the BC Storm, British Columbia Storm, and the Alberta Broncos. And that kicks off, uh, I believe, tonight, which is June 30th, and that's the first match that should be BC versus Alberta. And then on uh, Canada Day, on the first, it's going to be Ontario Ospreys versus the BC Storm. And then on the second, to round out the weekend, is Ontario versus Alberta. And just round-robin tournament and winner takes all. So that'll be kind of fun to see what happens on there. If you're looking to follow it, it will be on their YouTube channel. Uh, I believe it's on Canada Rugby League YouTube channel. So that's kind of exciting. Um so hopefully we'll get to see that and get all those matches filmed and up and running live and hopefully with some good camera quality and maybe some announcing. Who knows? We'll see. And then finally, up in Canada this weekend, exciting news, uh, well, at least in parts of Canada, part of the exciting news in Canada um, is the East versus West in Vancouver. So big East versus West championship um, 
the team from the uh, from the Alberta area, they actually haven't played in, I think it's pre-COVID, 2019, I think is the last time they played. So the men's East versus West has just gone to two teams rather than the three teams, have a BC, Ontario, and Alberta team. So um, it just seems kind of unfortunate because you want to get those teams from Alberta, uh, those players from Alberta that want to play. But obviously with uh, low turnout, and I know Alberta doesn't have a large rugby league population right now, uh, I think it's best just to have an East versus West. Uh, that game was played. I do know a final. I'm not going to give it away just so you can go watch it. I, I hear at a recording this uh, about 1.45 in the afternoon on Friday. Um, the the representatives of uh, Canada Rugby League have let me know that it will be online soon. Uh, so the match did take place. Um, it was it was took place on uh, Thursday night, apparently. So, um, unfortunately, it wasn't live streamed. I had nothing else going on last night. We could have watched that and done a live stream play for everybody who's you know up around the world want to watch some Canadian rugby league. So there you go. Fun times out of out of Canada. Matches that were scheduled to take place. We had a magic weekend scheduled for the PCRL down there in California, up in the Fresno area. However, it is unfortunate that they're having to cancel it now because of health concerns with a heat index of 110 degrees Fahrenheit. Now that's 110 degrees Fahrenheit. For those of you who are not American, uh, that's 43 degrees Celsius. You can imagine that that's just the heat index normally on the field with humidity and with the grass. And obviously we know how it can be. It's probably going to be quite a bit higher than that. 45, 46, 115 for the uh, uh, the Fahrenheit people listening to the podcast. So this is the official announcement from the PCRL. We regret to inform you that the highly anticipated Magic Weekend in Fresno, scheduled for this weekend, um, has been canceled on safety grounds. We've taken advice from our medical team in conjunction with the city's safety protocols, and we've made a difficult decision and in the best interests of all participants. An excessive heat advisory has been issued with the temperatures to exceed 110 Fahrenheit, as I just said, posing significant risk to health and well-being of our attendees, staff, and participants. Ensuring everyone's safety is our utmost priority. We must act responsibly in such circumstances. Rest assured that we are actively working on finalizing alternative dates for these games. Once we have a new schedule confirmed, we'll promptly announce it to all our eager supporters. We appreciate your understanding and continued support. Let's prioritize safety and look forward to an amazing magic weekend when the conditions allow us to gather and enjoy the magic without compromise. Thank you. Addie Cooney, president of Pacific Coast Rugby League. Thanks, Addie. I, it's a good, that is actually a good statement to put out there. It, it is important that they continue to look after the players. I mean, we're limited in numbers in the U.S. and rugby league, so it's good that they're taking the consideration to say, hey, no, we, ju we just can't play this weekend. It's just not going to be, it's not going to be worth it to us. So, uh, unfortunate, you know, that we, we can't watch him play. There's, there's this exciting matchup between the Bronco, or Broncos, excuse me, uh, segue for what's coming up between the Barracudas and the Dead Pelicans, first versus second. And then, of course, you had the Battle of Los Angeles, the Battle of the City of Angels, the Mongrel versus the Bandidos. But those will all be played here again soon. So hopefully we'll get some news and we can kind of share that with you when we get a chance. All right. Let's stick in the PCRL. Obviously, if you listened to the last episode, 
we had the amazing gentleman from Utah Rugby League on. We talked about a whole lot of fun stuff about their youth program that they're doing, about the growth of the sport, about how they're just trying to do things right. They want to do partnerships. If you saw their first stream, they have got a great camera that they uh, can zoom in on. And, you know, hopefully that's something that other teams around the, the U.S. can take in. Like, that was a pretty slick setup. Also, the backdrop in Utah from their where they play their matches are pretty fantastic. Um, but they kicked off this week with a big announcement announcement that was uh, subtly alluded to on the podcast. I, I thought uh, <laughs> that George is going to have an aneurysm, you know, trying to strain to say, Hey, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Uh, but anyway, it was pretty funny to be on there <laughs> and, and to hear, you know, what was potentially going to happen, but they officially announced it on June 28th. And it is the announcement of not one, but two new teams to the PCRL and to the Utah Rugby League Association. And those teams are the Provo Broncos and the Glendale Storm. It was also announced in the social media post that the URLA will compete for the Hopoate Cup. Now, for those that are unfamiliar, uh, you know, the Hopoates are a family of outstanding rugby league players. John is a former NRL player. NRL player. I know he played for the West Tigers. Uh, William played in the NRL and for St. Helens. And Albert, who is currently the fullback for the Canterbury Raiders, uh, they are the official ambassadors for Utah Rugby League. That's huge. It's to get former NRL, Super League players, current NRL players, being a uh, a representative and ambassador for Utah Rugby League is pretty phenomenal, um, especially when you have an active one who is starting fullback for the Raiders. Huh. The schedule also released um, at the same time as the announcement of these two teams um, sees 10 matches over five weeks and is going to be capped off with the cup final, the Hopoate Cup final. And then the winner will move on to play the PCRL California champion, um, which will take place on August 5th pretty exciting news right you should be excited then two more teams get added for those that were asking yes glendale and provo are both former championship rugby league teams no um, we don't have an official statement from championship rugby league we have reached out to them but they do not talk to us or who knows um We've reached out to other championship rugby league teams to say, hey, what's the deal? We're trying to get an update. There was supposed to be a championship rugby league magic weekend, four teams, eight games thing, but that was supposed to be on the 15th of July is now the 30th of June. And we have no information on that. I don't think that championship rugby league is going to continue. They only played seven matches in six months, almost seven months, um, struggled to find locations. Um, yeah. So anyway, that who knows what's going to happen with them. They'll continue to do their thing. I would love to see the guys from, um, the Razorbacks from the immortals from, um, the San Francisco Savage and obviously the warriors link up with the PCRL to kind of, uh, supplement, more northern teams in California, obviously with the Dead Pelicans, and you know they're doing they'll do some great stuff. Um, 
who, who knows what will happen with Championship Rugby League. It's been pr- kind of radio silence from them for those that have, were, were asking about this uh, on social media. So th- that's what I know, and that's information I can give you. What I am excited about um, is that the Utah Rugby League are doing great things. Um, the Provo Broncos obviously were the Provo Steelers, and the Glendale Storm were the Salt Lake City Spartans, both one in three in the rankings of Championship Rugby League. You know, during the seven game season that they had had starting in December. If I find out more information, I will definitely pass it along to everybody as soon as that becomes available, but I'm not holding my breath. What I will let you know is that Utah Rugby League Association will have their first round of matches starting this weekend. You've got the Roosters taking on the Seagulls and the Storm will take on the Broncos. I believe they're all going to be at one place. So kind of a magic round weekend um, over there in Utah should be exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that those teams. I had fun watching both the, uh, the roosters and the seagulls play their trial matches with uh, each team taking one of those matches in the past two weeks. So tune in, follow Utah rugby league on social media, and hopefully you'll be able to see all, all the matches this weekend or both matches this weekend. Okay, so we've covered Canada, we've covered the PCRL, we've covered Utah Rugby League Association. I think now we need to move over to the eastern part of the United States. And unfortunately for the USARL down there in the south and the RLU up in the mid-Atlantic northeast, no matches are scheduled for this weekend, which is very unfortunate. You know, you've got uh, both the... RLU having a very hotly contested first couple rounds. Um, And then the next match coming up here in the RLU will feature the two undefeated teams with DC Calvary taking on the Brooklyn Kings. And then, of course, the Boston 13s taking on the Delaware Black Foxes. And those two teams are vying for their first one of the season. So um, coming up, it's going to be exciting with the RLU. Down there in the USARL, the Mayhem have a... They've been dominating... For sure. Tampa is just, uh, they've got a solid squad. And if you watch that last match against the Jacksonville Axemen on social media and on their YouTube page, it was a, started off close. Did start off close, but the Mayhem really, really a tough team. I think they're going to, as of right now, they're my early contenders for taking the USA era title and going on to face the winner of the Western half of the U.S. of the PCRL, whoever wins out of the California and the Utah match over there. So we'll see. While there are no matches in the USARL or the RLU, there is a secret match that is taking place. And I say secret because, well, it has not been posted on any social media. There have been whispers. People have asked me if I know about it. I do. Um, I don't know if it's going to be streamed. I don't know what's happening. I know that there's been some back and forth and yeah, I don't know. So here's what I know. And here's what I'll tell you a match between representatives of the North, those players in the RLU and representatives of the South USARL is going to be taking place this weekend, July 1st in Virginia. What else do I know? That's it. <laughs> All I know is that a 
this is this is kind of a big deal, right? It's not an official USARL versus RLU match, and that has been made clear to me from both entities and people in people in both entities that it is not a representative match. It's not an all star game. It is just a Fourth of July weekend match between guys who like to play rugby league that live in the south versus guys that like to play rugby league that live in the north. Take with it what you will. I don't know. <laughs> I'm hoping it's going to be streamed. Um, it, I don't know. I, for those of you that are kind of new to us and don't know the history behind it, the RLU, all of the members of the RLU used to be part of USARL. Some broke off and went to the NARL when that started to kick off and then kind of broke away from that as well. And they've kind of formed their own group up there and they're doing great things. RLU is doing great things up there in, in the Northeast. And I think that they will continue to do good stuff. This is what I felt like is kind of like an olive branch, you know, like, Hey, let's make some peace and let's get together and play some footy. And they're going to do that. And that's exciting. So um, what that means moving forward, I don't read a whole lot into it. I read it into it as, Guys getting together to play some footy that were once competitive in a North versus South all-star match at the end of the season from USARL. But now it's just representatives of both regions of the East Coast of the United States. Who are those members that are going up there to play from the South and coming in from the North? I have no idea. I don't know who's playing. I don't know the players in the team. I don't know if there's a coach. I don't know really much about anything, and I'm sorry that I don't know more, but that's what I know because it's a secret match. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That, that's all I'll say about it. Um, that's kind of the news and all the matches going around this weekend um, or aren't going around this weekend if you are part of that secret match. If you're following us on social media... <laughs> If you're not following us on social media, where have you been? Come on, follow us on social media. RLA podcast, podcast RLA. Hell, you can even follow my personal at man with a mic. I don't know. Just follow us so you can get up to date on all the news going on with rugby league around the Americas. For those of you that do follow us, you know that the other day I posted out there, hey, let's do like an ask carbs type of episode. Let's do... um you know, quick, ask me anything, ask us anything, however you want to put it. Um, we'll take some questions and I'll answer them as I can, uh, answer them the best of my ability and kind of give some insight on what I know and how we can, you know, give you more knowledge that you may be, Hey, I want to know about this or I want to know about this. So, um, I'm going to do my best. We'll take the first one that uh that is probably the easiest one it comes from barstool rugby um, for those of you that don't know barstool um they're pretty popular here in the united states they do a whole lot of stuff barstool rugby is a new actually it's been around for a while but it's a new uh, social media got, uh, group of people who have taken over they're not affiliated with barstool as of right now but they would like to be um but they're good people and we're hoping that they not only cover union but they start covering some league stuff too so that's pretty exciting for us they ask, favorite NRL team. I don't know who Lance's favorite team is. I know he supports Queensland um, in origin. And I don't know who Dylan's favorite team is. I'll have, to, I'll have to find out. My favorite team, Parramatta Eels. And the next question will actually play into that. So I'll go to that and I'll tell you why I'm, why I'm an Eels fan. So this question that leads into my favorite NRL team is 
comes from the Forbidden Game. <laughs> yeah, love the Forbidden Game. Love following you. If you don't follow them on Twitter, go over and follow uh, rugby the Rugby League Two Number Two. The question for Dustin: You're clearly an American, not British, Aussie, or an Antipede. <laughs> and and I responded on social media: You don't think that I'm British or an Australian? Go figure. Um, there's some funny back and forth banter on that. So they said, why are you so involved with rugby league? What got you into it? If your background has no rugby league base, that's a hell of a good question. My rugby league. Why, why am I so involved with rugby league to start off? I love the sport. It's fantastic. It is pure adrenaline. It is nonstop action. Um, I don't know. It's, uh, I love the game because of its physicality. I love the game because of its speed. Uh, I love the passion. I love, <laughs> I love the commentary and my commentary. I mean, online commentary of people who are rugby league fans who uh, just have lots of opinions, lots of opinions. Some may say that say that I have opinions and yeah, I do. So there you go. Um, that's, that's why I'm involved. I love it. I want to see the game grow. I think it's a great opportunity here in the Americas. I think we're just, we can get, if, if we can get things right, there's an opportunity for a lot of Americans to make their way to the super league, to make their way to the NRL, you know, in the next 10 years or so. I don't think we've done things right in the past couple of years, but I think we could. So there's, there's my opinion on that one, but the question is so involved. So that's one of the reasons why I'm involved. What got me into it? Back in 2001, I was a freshman in college. I was playing um, college baseball. Uh, I had played a little bit of high school or a little bit of high school rugby with a collegiate team in Ohio, where I'm from now playing rugby union because rugby league did not exist pretty much anywhere in the Midwest, right? So the stockyarders came, I think 2010, maybe. Sorry, Stockyarders, if I get that wrong, if any of you guys are, are listening. The Stockyarders came later. Um, Union was huge. But at this particular time, I was playing college baseball. We were up late one night having beverages uh, on the weekend, as as one does, or early in the, probably early in the morning, because we are, you know, in college, so it's probably really late, and especially if it's a grand final. Um, yeah. So anyway. Fox Sports World was was a channel that used to be uh, pretty popular in the U.S. Um, and, and eventually became Fox Sports Plus or Fox Sports, whatever it is now that nobody watches because they're charging an astronomical price. The 2001 NRL Grand Final. We were up. We were drinking. We were watching. Er, we weren't watching to begin with, but we had turned on Fox Sports World just to see what was going on. Because that's what you do when you're in college and you're drinking. You got nothing better to do. And the grand final was on, of course, a very famous grand final. Parramatta, who had been, I mean, just dominating pretty much the entire season, um, took on Newcastle Knights. And the Knights led by Andrew Johns. Um, Nathan Kalis was the um, the captain of the Eels at that particular time. They had, I mean, obviously great team you know that was <laughs> i think the eels were favored by man i can't remember what they were favored by but they, i mean they had spent the whole season dominating 
And this was supposed to be all the pressures on them to take, to, to go off and, and win the grand final. Um, I read this later and I didn't know this going into my uh, late night drinking um, college days watching this, but we just got enthralled with the match. You know, a lot of us played high school football in Ohio and other places in Michigan, which are big high school football places, just like Florida and Texas are and, you know, in Pennsylvania as well. But we just got so involved in this game. We loved like, oh, my God, these guys are crushing each other. They're absolutely destroying. And Newcastle, for those of you that don't know, Newcastle absolutely dominated the first half. They scored 24 points um, in the first half. Andrew Johns was just absolutely making everybody look silly. Um, you know, we didn't know any of the players. We knew nobody, but we were like, oh, we'll just continue to watch it. And of course, it's 24 nothing. We're just loving the physicality. It was then in the second half where Paramount, like they just started going crazy. They're scoring try after try after try. I think they scored. The, it, it was just, I, I want to say it wasn't, it wasn't in the first portion of the second half it wasn't until like maybe like the 50th minute i think they scored like back to back to back tries i'm like oh my gosh they're coming back and literally there was there was a point where i think it was tied i want to say it's like tied 24 a piece and we're like holy shit this team's gonna come back to win and so i was i was cheering for him like i was like oh come on eels like we want to see you come back from a, a 24 nothing deficit they come back to win unfortunately um I think it was, I'm trying to remember who it was. I can't remember who it was, but I think this in the second half, um, how was it? Man, I wish I could remember Tahu. I think it was like Tahu for the night scored, um, took the lead, but unfortunately like the Eels couldn't come back to win. I think they scored. I think Hodgson scored at like the very end. Um, Brett Hodgson, um, I think he scored like the 80th minute and just couldn't come back. So, um, that wouldn't have made sense if it was 24. I don't remember again, drunken night watching rugby league, Loved it. Fell in love with it. Haven't stopped watching it since. Harder to watch here. So forbidden game. If you're listening, it is, it's hard to watch in the U S it's still to this day with streaming services. I mean, I watch it on a regular basis. Um, you know, watch it on Fox sport or not Fox sports Two. sometimes has like one game a week, but I try to watch it on watch NRL. Um, I can actually on the East coast of the U S you can actually watch it on streaming for free because there's a 24-hour tape delay or release delay for the NRL. So if a match happens, if a Friday night footy match happens at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock at night in Australia, I can literally watch it at 9 o'clock at night in the U.S. So it works out well for me. That's that's how I got into rugby league. Um, you know, played rugby union for a long time still, because there weren't that rug- rugby league teams around where I was up until my early 30s. And I think r- then I got involved with rugby union stuff and doing podcasting and you know just fat there was i was always watching like some of the the matches that were streamed online here in the u.s but every region i lived in didn't really have a rugby league team until austin armadillos got announced with the narl which obviously didn't happen and that's how i kind of fell into that so got involved a little bit more and then you know carbs approached me to come on and you know do some stuff with nate Gladden when he was doing some podcasting for the rugby league in America, uh, uh, version two, as we called it. Um, and then officially took over a little over a year and a half, almost two years ago now, um, from Nate and love Nate, love all the stuff that he did. He's, he's doing great, but that's how I got into rugby league. And now I'm 
constantly involved. Um, I've done a lot of work for, I, I did some work with the NRL teams, um, kind of helping out from a marketing standpoint and giving advice. Uh, I've done graphic design for a lot of teams. I love doing that. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I get. So it's a good question. I like that. Next question on the Instagrams. Oh, I'm going to get this name messed up. Spiro Haratas Terras. Saris. Spiro Haratas Sorry if I mess it up. Greek, I would assume. I'm going to go. What, he asked, what happened to Carolina, more specifically Cleveland Rugby League? Haven't seen anything for them. Carolina, I assume you mean the Carolina Lightning that we're going to play in the NARL. They had the Carolina Cup, which... Going back to previous statement, I was involved with the Carolina Cup. I did all the graphics and video and stuff for them. Um, but I, the Carolina, basically the Carolina team with the collapse of the the NARL uh, didn't mean there wasn't going to be a team down here in Carolina. I think we kind of saw the writing on the wall for that for a while. Um, I do live in Carolina, so I probably would have been highly involved with helping to get that up and running. But no Carolina team. Um, Garen Casey kind of took the Carolina and turned it into the Carolina Storm and the Carol the Thunder first and now the Carolina Storm. So it's the both a union and league kind of uh, traveling squad as of right now. So he's still kind of taking on the um, the role and what the Carolina Lightning was previously um, with the Carolina Storm. And if you watched the Instagram video, I had on uh, Carolina Storm training top, which are slick. I don't know if any are still for sale, but if they are, go go grab one because they're they're slick. I like working out in those things. There's a plug for local Carolina guys. Um, Cleveland Rugby League. They played in Naples Nines. They took nine, ten players down, I think. Um, they played against the Toronto Saints a couple months back in February, I think it was, February, March. Um, didn't really get to see the match. Haven't ever seen them, haven't seen them play recently. They've brought players in to try to play, but and I get shit every time I talk about Cleveland um, just because people think that I'm I'm bashing them. But it, it, so I won't talk too much more about it, but it's just... Monty's doing great things with the kids. I'll continue to say that. I hope he continues with the little league stuff and gives people a rugby ball at an earlier stage in life. Um, Cleveland Rugby League hasn't played a competitive 13s match with the people for, just from Cleveland. I, I think since maybe the first game they ever played um, in, in that like that trial match, but I don't know. I, I don't know what's happening in Cleveland. I don't really follow them that much personally. Um, you know, we don't really post a whole lot because they're not playing matches. They're not involved in anybody's league. They're, you know, I, I just don't know that they have the numbers. I haven't seen them have the numbers and that's it. That's all I'm going to say on it. So uh, I'm sure somebody's going to give me shit or send me some, some post about how terrible of a person I am for bashing Cleveland rugby league, but go join the RLU. Go play against those guys. Atlanta's making long trips. Cleveland can make long trips too. That's all I'm saying. All right. Next question. Oh man. <laughs> I knew this one was coming up, which is why I didn't talk about the subject matter earlier. From Twitter, the cycling rugby league fan. <laughs> I'm just laughing because I know it's coming. Would like to hear why you haven't heard from the Wolfpack. It shouldn't have taken them nine days to do anything. 
I think it's taken him a lot longer to do anything than just nine days. Um, just to be open and transparent, we have reached out on every single platform multiple times, every single social media. And I know cycling rugby league fan. I know you've asked. I know others have asked. I know many have said it. Um, Toronto Wolfpack. Why are you not going to talk with outlaw rugby or rugby league in America podcast? Um, they don't really owe us anything. No people, other people have said that like, Oh, you, they don't owe you anything and blah, blah, blah. They, they don't, but it wouldn't hurt. Right? Like why not get on, come on and join the podcast. For those of you that don't know kind of what we're talking about and you're a rugby league fan, you've been living under a rock. So the, the wolf pack came out of the shadows um, around the same time that the saints announced that they were going to be playing um, the black foxes in Toronto that unfortunately got canceled due to both the Toronto or the Canada wildfires and the smoke, but also Delaware having a hard time getting uh, people for international travel. Um, so the wolf pack came back, said they were going to play the, uh, the Canadian Cup. Now, I don't know what the Canadian Cup really is. It's actually just a bunch of home matches for the Toronto Wolfpack. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a little bit of information, and I'm going to give you everything that I know, and I'm going to give you my opinion on the matter, right? The Wolfpack are supposed to play, what is it, three, six, nine, maybe ten matches, nine to ten matches. They're scheduled to play starting July 8th, which is next weekend against the Southwest Florida Copperheads. They're going to take on some Canadian All-Stars, Whistler Wolves. They're going to have um, the Atlanta Rhinos come up. DC Calvary is going to go up. Allegedly, this is all this is. This is what they put on their social media. The Rhinos again. So Rhinos going almost, you know, back to Toronto twice. Tampa Mayhem, the Jamaican Hurricanes, and the Jacksonville Axemen. All right. So all these people are going to play at Lamport. That's what they say. I can let you know from my discussions with people and um, in different circles and people who are involved with each one of these teams, there have been discussions about each one of these teams going up to play. Discussions. I can tell you that from what I've been told is that the ownership of the Toronto Wolfpack has offered to pay for travel or pay for accommodations or a combination of the two for every team coming up to Toronto to play against the Wolfpack. I know that teams that are involved, um, representative has said, we are not, you know, we'd love to go up and play Toronto Wolfpack. We'd love to play at Lamport stadium. We'd love to be you know, involved in all that. And I know the fans up in Toronto would love to see a match played, but what we, what we've heard is that no team is making a full commitment until they can confirm that Toronto is either one giving them money to make the payments to go, you know, for flights and, and hotels and et cetera. So until Toronto pays, no team is committing fully to go play up there. And two, uh, you know, some teams, I won't say which ones have said we haven't agreed to anything. So there are teams that said that we have not agreed to anything to go up and play them, especially, you know, you know, paying your own way to go to Toronto is probably not cheap for some of these teams, especially during the middle of these seasons. So I think that that's, that's something, right? So that's something that most people don't know, right? But Toronto has offered and until Toronto comes on and tells me otherwise, we're going to run with that because that's what I have 
multiple sources from the teams in the that have listed previously that have said yes Toronto is has agreed to pay our flight or accommodations or a combination of the two for us to come to Lamport to play at each one of these days do I think the match is going to happen against the Southwest Florida Copperheads next week well considering that nothing was stated until literally I think yesterday I don't think so I don't I don't see that match happening um, they haven't done a whole lot what we also know Tickets are $35 a piece, which is, as, uh, by the way, uh, Jim Powers, um, y'all remember our, our favorite mass hole, uh, Jimmy, he, he reached out to me and let me know that the tickets for, um, what is it, that one of the Carol, one, Carolina, excuse me, one of the Toronto, the Toronto uh, I think, Argonauts for uh, Canadian football, I think he said that their tickets were, yeah, the Argos, right? So 18-time Grey Cup champion Argos, um, who are playing in a $25 million Canadian stadium, um, aren't, char- are only, aren't charging, they're only charging like 28 bucks or something, whereas $35 for tickets to go watch the Wolfpack play at Lamport. So there's that. Um, I don't know. I'm not, $35 is steep. Now, does $35 help cover the travel costs for teams? I'll leave that for you guys to decide. <laughs> Um, you know, the Wolfpack, they've, you know, they're, they're trying to do stuff differently. It's not the same Wolfpack that was in Super League. They're not going to be playing in Super League anytime soon. We don't know the coach. We don't know teams. We don't know really anything. We've had, uh, you know, the statement that came out from the Wolfpack, like, here, we've heard you talking. Here's who we are. They said, great, we're going to announce the team soon. Uh, there will be a beer garden. Hooray. They gave a little bit of insight on Gary Sloan as the ownership and, and who he is and who... You know, his partner, you know, unfortunately passed away before this has kind of came to fruition. We do know that they're a part of the NARL. It's the same people that were trying to help get that going and didn't. Um, and they did kind of address why ticket prices are so high. But I think that's still $35 is a ridiculous fee. And kids should always get in free if you're under 15, regardless of what you're doing. How do you grow the game when you charge kids who are 15 and under? So just saying, no matter where you're at, if you're charging kids, to get into your matches and they're 15 or under shame on you um they talked about seeing the kit they and then something about streetcars. i don't know but nobody really asked for that and they said did we miss something i think people have said yeah we, we'd love to see why aren't you talking to the guys from rugby league in america there's tons of questions um you know i don't know it's just I'd love to see the Wolfpack play. We don't know who their players are. I don't know why they're not playing the Saints. The Saints don't know why they're not reaching out to them to play. My guess is probably because they need players from the Saints and from Brantford and from Bradford to come and play for the Wolfpack. But there's that. So cycling rugby league fan, I hope I answered your question a little bit and gave you some insight that you didn't know about. Okay. Coming from the Instagram space, para cave podcast how do you keep your eyes on the nrl and would the nrl be a big thing over there in the u.s oh yes let's talk about para cave well paradise love it man um of course as an eels fan i love listening to the para cave so good stuff over there um keep my eyes on the, in the nrl that's i kind of said that earlier and how i became a fan and how i follow currently um watch nrl listen to literally every show that's on um i don't watch super league sorry i just it's impossible for me to access so i just watch the nrl so nrl watch nrl 360 you know 
uh, whatever uh, Spotify podcasts that come out for all the shows do a lot. So that's how I keep an eye. And would the NRL be a big thing over there in the U.S.? This is a whole episode to talk about that. So, mate, I will. We've talked about it. Could it be? Yes. Will it be? Probably not. Um, you're, it's going to be impossible to fight against the baseballs, basketball, you know, NFL, MLB, NBA. Um, it's just it's tough. MLS right now. Um, rugby union is big here. Uh, big as far as numbers wise. It's bigger than the rugby league numbers by an exponential amount of people. Um, sevens is big. You know, we get Olympic teams, things like that. It, it, it's, it would take a, a big effort and an investment, you know, and growth through youth sports to get rugby league to be even a fringe of a fringe sport, right? We're not even considered, I wouldn't consider rugby league a fringe sport in the U.S. right now. But that's why I love it. It's fun. We can do a lot of great things and we can see this grow and see the big things happen. So there's that. We'll talk more about can the NRL be a big thing over there in the U.S. because we want to talk about if the NRL Vegas thing happens, we're just going to have a whole bunch of stuff on how do we make that work for us without the help of the NRL because the NRL is not going to help rugby league in the U.S. So we're going to have to do it ourselves. So we're going to have a whole couple episodes on how we do that ourselves. Uh, Miranda, Miranda Sentinel. Um, she, I would assume that she, Miranda, um, how about interviewing the people that started slash founded clubs in the U S of, uh, a and Canada. We want to know, uh, who they are and why they decided to create the clubs in the first place. That's a hell of an idea. Um, we've talked to owners, um, and founders of clubs. Nick Newland was one we've talked with, um, I'm sure you can go back to old episodes, the rugby league in America podcast before we joined chasing kangaroos and you can stuff that Nate did with people. Um, but I'm sure we'll, we can, I feel, I know we've talked with Drew Slover who did the Axemen. Uh, Billy Nelson was on uh, an episode. He's down with the mayhem. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll work on that. That sounds like a good idea. All right. Take a quick drink right there. All right. Next question. Oh, yeah. My man, Nick. Life, love, rugby. Helping out there, doing stuff with Oregon Rugby League all over the place. Question. With the resurgent out west, how soon until USRL takes charge and begin playing more test matches? Shit, man. I don't know. <laughs> it should happen more often. Um, oh, you got a follow-up question to that. Oh, shit. Okay. Should the pioneers be taken as a serious tool for development? And man, you brought back a a name that we haven't really heard since 2014. And that is the USA Pioneers, uh, a development team that played Leeds Rhinos. Um, that's old school right there. 2014, man, that's almost 10 years ago. Names on that, uh, Terrence Williams, Atlanta Rhinos, Nick Newland, Atlanta Rhinos, uh, Joe Eichner. At that time, playing at Jacksonville Axman, now down with Tampa. Uh, who else is on there? I'm sure there is somebody else that we know. Uh, Sterling Wynn. He was with Central Florida Warriors. Oh, man, that's a team. That's an old school team right there. Central Florida Warriors. Uh, recently played with uh, Cleveland Rugby League, by the way. Um, who else is on there? I'm sure there were some other people on there who were. Spinner. He was, he was one of the coaches on there. Robin Pierce from the Boston 13s, a coach. Danny Hansen. Okay. Old school, man. DC Slayers. Oh, God. I love seeing all those old team names. Um, okay, go, going back to the question. 
I, I yes, we should be playing more test matches. Yes, international rugby league should be playing more test matches in general. Like this, God, I are we not playing more test matches? I think that's one of the frustrating things that we've had as a sport, not just here in the U.S. The kangaroos never play test matches. Um, there should be a Pacific Islands test, a few test matches, international friendlies, whatever you want to call them, trial matches. Who gives a shit? But we should be playing more international rugby league everywhere. Period. More footy on the parks. Let's go. Um, there's no reason why the U.S. and Jamaica and Canada and hell, even down in Colombia, Brazil, Argentina, Chile, getting those people more involved. Like, there's no reason why there shouldn't be more involvement. The issue becomes the golden issue with rugby league in the United States, and that is money. Who's got it? Who's willing to fork it over to help grow the sport? And the answer is not a lot of people. Should. They should, they should be helping to grow the sport. They could be good stuff. But building out what could be a better rugby league foundation in the u.s takes investment man and and it's tough and so yes i, I want to see more test matches being played uh, it's frustrating that the uh european rugby league canceled the um the america's championship for the men the women is still taking place by the way i just want to point that out we didn't really talk about that but the women's match is taking place in kingston jamaica september uh, 2023 I don't know the exact dates. Well, U.S., Jamaica, and Canada. They're all going to be playing down there. So it is happening. So so good on that. So women's international rugby league happening. America's championship. Men's not happening. It, it should. Um, maybe we just got to find, maybe we got to put it on ourselves. Maybe we just need to bring bring teams in. Uh, but it, again, involves sponsorship. Uh, as far as the pioneers question and bringing back uh, the team from yesteryear. Um, one, for those of you who don't know, the Pioneers logo was a man in a cowboy hat uh, with a sheriff's badge on there. So not quite a Pioneer. A little, little after when Pioneers kind of came through, but uh, but still funny nonetheless. Yeah, maybe maybe Pioneers can be a development team. I mean, we need to have development teams. We have no development team. Shit, I don't even know if we have a national team right now. I mean, we're still, we're still kind of splintered a little bit with that. I know that with the, the Utah folks, and with the California folks, we now have more and more people who can be selected for the USA Hawks. And, and maybe that's maybe that's part of it, right? So maybe we start working out, maybe there's a West representative team and an East representative team, and they can kind of work on playing, not like a, maybe a state of origin style for us, but then during those matches, they can start selecting, okay, this person's going to go play with you know, the Hawks, this person's going to play with the Pioneers or whatever we want to change a name to because we can pretty much do anything. It's been 10 years since we've used that name. Um, but it at least shows that we're growing. We definitely need to have a U18 team. We need to have U20 teams. We need to have youth teams, period. Um, man, I don't, it's a tough question, man. I'd love, I mean, yes, it should be taken as a serious tool for development, but rugby league in general should be taken as a serious tool for development. I think the, the PCRL is doing a great job with that. I think Utah's doing an even better job with that. I want, think everybody should replicate what Utah's doing. Um, and yeah, that's just my, my opinion. Okay. I, I'm, we, I've been going on for like 45 minutes here. That's a long time. That was much, much longer than I anticipated for doing it, but I, I 
that took a lot of questions. Now, that's a good amount, good amount of stuff. Uh, hopefully gave you some insight that you didn't know about. Hopefully gave you insight on my, on my background in rugby league. Um, people are asking me like, Oh, have you, how many matches have you seen live? Well, I've not, not a whole lot. I've seen, a, I've seen a few, quite a few. I've seen Brooklyn play live. I've seen, saw the Philadelphia fight play live quite a few, quite a few years ago. Um, I saw the test match in Denver. For those of you that were there <laughs> and saw that, um, you know, good match, terrible turnout, but whatever. Anyway, there's, there's an insight into my background, rugby league, some news from rugby league in the Americas. Uh, I'd imagine you probably get, we got Jamaica coming up this weekend, probably playing some stuff. We've already talked about all the other matches that were uh, either scheduled and canceled or continuing on or have already been played this week. But uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to call it quits on, on this episode. Really appreciate you tuning in, listening to what I got to say. Love doing this. Love kind of answering the questions because I'm sure people have tons of questions about rugby league in America and, and in Canada and in Jamaica and South America. And, and I think for those listening overseas and Australia and the UK and wherever else you're listening from, feel free to reach out, ask me questions. We'll do our best to answer them as, as I can. Um, maybe we'll try to do this one every episode and ask, ask, a, you know, ask the rugby league in America guys a question about rugby league and, and what our thoughts are. So if you want to follow us on social, we've already talked about it. RLA podcast on the Instagram podcast, RLA on Twitter. And I'll leave you with this one major announcement. If you didn't pick it up on our social media on Friday, we have launched our online store with our first three teams. We're doing some fun stuff. We're not just your typical shorts and training shirts and training shorts and socks and hats and things like that. We're, we're actually just trying to make some fun graphic t-shirts for support of each team. Um, money goes back to the team and money goes to us at the podcast, but that money doesn't go to our bank accounts. That money goes actually back to helping the youth rugby league grow. So we're going to first one's going to go out to the folks out in, in Utah. And then the next one, you got to tell us that you're trying to grow rugby league somewhere. Um, whether it's in Oregon, whether it's in Alabama, apparently there's a rugby league entity in Alabama now. Um, Nashville, where are you, where, where are you at, guys? So those first three teams that are on our, our online store are Atlanta Rhinos, Vancouver Dragons, and Brooklyn Kings. Go check it out. Hope you like it you know let us know like if, if you end up purchasing something you know just know that it's going to help fund these teams and help fund youth rugby here in the americas and in canada and in wherever else we we go to next so just trying to work out who's going to be the next couple teams that we add to the store all right that's all for me i appreciate you listening in my name is dustin zare the band with the mic and until next time this has been rugby league in america